Welcome back to the Dad in the Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are back here once again. We are recording a day after the Super Bowl. Uh, happy post-Super Bowl weekend. You mean Super Boo? Yeah. I mean, that thing stunk <laughs> up a, everything. It was uh, very not super. Not fun. Yeah, but I think we'll address that later. Yeah, you know, we'll talk when, about when we're that looking for bit. our downer portion of the show, <laughs> that, that, that's when we'll address that. Yeah. What else has been going on with you? Uh, I mean, Zach, my son, he uh, he turned eight on the first. Oh boy! Can you believe eight? I cannot. No. Okay, so he had his well check today. He is fifty-four inches tall and eighty-two pounds. <laughs> wow. He is built like a brick crap house. He is. Because they said there was, like, no body fat on him either. And he still, like, leaps on top of you, too. He, like, oh, leaps yeah. into the air and, and lands on you with all 80 pounds of him. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I got to brace myself because he will take me down yeah. easily. Hits me wrong, and I'm like, dude, you can't do that. You're going to hurt daddy. <laughs> but uh, for his uh, his birthday party, so he wasn't affected last year. Last year, he had his birthday party at Sky Zone. It was in February. It was... A week or two, if not three, before this whole shutdown happened. Right. So he was able to experience it, have a good old time. But uh, this time around, we were like, okay, what do we do? So I think we were we were discussing this prior to recording. There's a fatigue happening. Yeah. It's like, we want to do something. We're itching at the bit. Uh, with me DoorDash, and I'm out. I see people in the restaurants, but I want to go so bad. Oh, yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I can't go. Because what I've been saying is like, you know what, cautious, be cautious. Be well, cautious. yeah, you guys have done so well so far. You've already have, you know, close brushes and Skyler even had it for a bit. And somehow yeah. you guys lucked out with not getting it. So it's like, why, why chance it? Yeah. So, I mean, we, I've been doing my darndest not to. And, and I don't like takeout from a lot of these restaurants because it's, it's so not as good. Cause it's not meant to be takeout. Oh, my God, dude. I know you're a door dasher and stuff, but I'm so tired of eating like room temperature food when i get home mm. you know I, I open up the styrofoam and here you know it's good and stuff but like god i miss a waitress just putting down a hot plate of food in front of yeah <laughs> and actually i've gotten to the point now if my deliveries are within a certain radius i won't use my hot bag yeah and reason being is i put it in there and i notice when i open it up my bag is sweating because all the heat's in there moisture yep so i'm like i would rather my food be a little bit cooler then soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. So so I pretty much stopped doing it. I mean, I haven't had anyone complain about it, but it's like, you know what? I'd rather, that's me trying to be courteous to them. And I don't know if they see it the same way, but it is whatever. But uh, Zach, we decided to have Zach a, a party of some sort. Yeah. We're like, what do we do? Do we run out of movie theater where we can put 20 people in and just have some friends over? So we went through like the movies that were in there and nothing was really appropriate or anything that he would like or his friends would like or the parents that he would have, you know, would maybe agree with the type of movie. Right. So we decided not to do that. Then we thought, okay, there's our swim school for like about the same price, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. We can get the pool for a private party for an hour. Oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, they were only allowing 10 in. So Janessa and me and Skylar and Zach, that's four, boom, right there. Yeah. And then one friend with a, a their parent, they're six, so 10 Adds up real fast. Sure does. We were like, okay, that's not going to work. I, I don't I don't know how we're going to do that. So we're not we're not going to bother with that. And we actually kind of uh, narrowed it down to bringing two of his friends that he sees every Monday night in his ninja class, mm -hmm. and actually had a sleepover, which is Zach's first that he hosted. Oh boy, that's a big deal. 
Oh boy, it was a big. <laughs> oh deal. boy is right, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh boy is right. Well, we did one of the things. We had a uh, we had two boys come over to sleepover, and we had two of his friends that he's in school with that he plays with on a daily basis here in the neighborhood. Yeah. So we had four four kids over, and two of them stayed until about six thirty seven. Then I walked them home, and then the other ones stayed the night, obviously. But we did a pizza bar. So Janessa's gotten really good at making like pizza dough. Mm-hmm. So instead of ordering anything, we went ahead and they came in the kitchen. They were like, okay, I like pepperoni, cheese, sausage, or whatever the fixings were. Right. And she would make the pizzas. So she made them. Now, it, it occupied her for a while. Now, the two parents stuck around for a little while with the boys that were staying. Yeah. So uh, she didn't interact with them a whole lot because our kitchen is an open concept like you know, everyone likes nowadays. <laughs> right. But uh, we did that, and that was great. And all in all, the boys were great. Mm-hmm. One of them I knew was a lot more low-key, and I expect him to be low-key, and he was. Yeah. I was that kid growing up. And then the other kid, I don't know how much sugar he normally gets. Oh, dear. Because we had the, the cake, which Janessa made a turtle cake. Oh, so it was like even extra sugary. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, we had, like, two movie-style, like, candies for each kid. Oh, boy. So he had two bo- he had a box of, pop- of um, M&Ms. Yeah. So now he popped all of those. And then I also did the you know the popcorn from the movie theater so they can have that as well. So I went full fledged. Oh, you know, we're gonna yeah. do this. We're gonna have all that. They picked the a movie. They watched a the movie. I don't remember the movie they watched, but uh, it got over about ten thirty. I'm like, okay, let's put another one on, and we're in cool down mood. I, don't, I want everyone's volume to come down, right? Because Janessa and I were in the other room. We were watching uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. At this time, so we were watching that for the first time, which it irritates me that it took that long for me to watch because. <laughs> He's my kind of dude. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was to the point where one of the boys was like, really low key, was like, okay, I'm ready. For, I'm I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. Zach was already basically asleep. Right. Other kid was bouncing. I'm like, okay, oh, bud. No. It's like, okay, bud. Everyone else is calming down. We need to go to sleep now. And he broke out the line. I have issues sleeping. Uh, pardon. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. Well, you can lay here and just be quiet. Eventually, you go to sleep. But we got to keep it down, Zach. And his buddy are ready to go to sleep. Yeah. But eventually he come out. Like I said, I, I don't want it to sound like he wasn't good. Yeah. I, I mean, just don't know that how much longer sugar. How much longer did it take for him to fall asleep? It was about 1230 when everyone was out. And that wasn't too much longer than after Janessa and I were like, we laid in bed. We were on our phones a little bit. Yeah. The movie was over a little later. So it wasn't hateful. That's not too it, bad. Yeah. It could have been worse. He could have been up yeah. bouncing until like two or three. Yeah, so it, it, it was all in all, it went really well. It was a new experience. Uh, the next morning, oh, just like with right now, like right now here in Ohio, we're getting snow. Mm-hmm. That same night, snow came in, so we didn't know when the parents were going to be able to pick them up. <laughs> Congratulations, I, you have boys for another couple of days because you're snowed in. Yeah, so I gave them the, it's okay, don't worry, don't rush. I mean, we, we told them noon originally. That's kind of like, because Janessa was, we got up, we made breakfast, the whole deal for them. Janessa made pancakes and the work, so. Yeah. But uh, you're like, noon, if, if later, not a big deal. Don't rush. Don't get in an accident on the way here because of the roads are bad. Right. But uh, one of them was picked up right about 1130. The other one was pretty much noon, like after church. Mm-hmm. When everyone left, I sat down. I was like, okay, <laughs> when are we doing this again? Because I don't know if it's going to be for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm sure Verona will get uh, get there, too. Um, once she goes back to school and has school friends, man, it's, it's tough. She's gone to two different daycares over this pandemic and she hasn't been in her actual school for almost a year now. 
so it's tough. It's you know, and you know, you guys are have some local friends, like like you were saying. There's somebody down the street. We just moved here, so we haven't really had the chance to like uh, meet a lot of our neighbors yet and stuff. Um, Spring or summer will be when that happens, when you can be outside yeah. and you're comfortable. Yeah, that whole deal. Yeah, so she'll get there eventually. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, but I, I, a girl's sleepover is a totally different thing. I think. Oh yeah, I'm gonna experience it as well. I mean, right, you'll be, you'll def, you will be, you'll be giving me pointers because I mean, me me passing boy pointers on you won't make any sense. Yeah, but uh, I'm just gonna um, be you know ask my wife to check in on them. I don't I don't want big scary dad to walk through the door. What are you girls doing? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean it's been. I've been I've been pretty active. I mean, between that, everyone knows I, I DoorDash. Yeah, you do. And we kind of already brought it up a little bit. And we had a segment, and I think it's a running segment. Some call you the DoorDashing Dad. The DoorDashing Dad. There we go. Uh, I haven't had any good stories in a while. I mean, it's been kind of boring, just blah. Today? Well, today, I, I got a good one today. I actually, if you follow us on our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, I put a picture up there. <laughs> and literally, it's a picture of my car holding more pizzas in the passenger seat than I ever thought it could handle. Your car looked like a, like a 20-year-old's apartment. <laughs> Just <laughs> pizza boxes stacked up. Oh, my God. So I got an order. It was, t- it was close to the end of my day. And it was like Little Caesars. And I was like, okay, I'll roll over there and pick up some Little Caesars. And yeah. on my way there, I got another order from Little Caesars. Okay, I'll pick up two orders. No big deal. Yeah, two for. I go in there and ask him for the order. And I said, okay, this first one's not ready yet. And then he's like, okay, here's this one here. And he opens up the door and he pulls out like two pizzas. I'm like, oh, it's two pizzas? He said, uh, no, it's 20 pizzas. Yikes. <laughs> I'm like, holy God. Then my mind goes, how am I, where am I putting 20 pizzas in my car? Good Lord. So I take the first bunch out. He's like, you may want to take some multiple trips. I'm like, you know, that's not bad thought. Yeah. I have to carry 20 out. So I start putting my car. Then I got him in my passenger seat. Then I got him in the, the floorboard in the passenger side. And I got him stacked up as high as I can get. And luckily, I didn't have to go to the back seat with him. But I was like, man, I should have paid attention. After I looked at the app again, it said times 20. I'm like, oh, No Jesus. kidding. Times 20. Hopefully, well, they gave you a decent tip. Well, that was my next thought. I was like, these sons of bitches better tip me. Right. And then I'm just driving. I'm like, where am I going? Where am I taking these? It gives oh, me no, the address. You're like 40 minutes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was basically it was maybe a fifteen minute drive at most. Okay, so I'm just driving and I'm coming down the street, and all of a sudden I, on the right on the map I see a school. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm going. Pizza party. This is where. Oh, the timing sucked on this. So I just pulled to the front of the school, threw my four ways on. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm not parking in a parking spot. I got all this damn pizza. Right. Somebody come get this pizza. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna understand. Right. So I go in. First, I'm greeted by a security guard. Then they let me in. They, then they, they direct me to the office. And I'm like, okay, I have a ton of pizza. Where <laughs> is yada yada? Yeah. And he comes running out. I was like, oh, that's me here. And he said, then, he, then this guy thinks he grabs a cart. Ah. And he wheels the cart out to the car. And yeah, I, I load up you know, the cart. It took the whole cart. No and apparently it was, it was for the kids that... Uh, they were able to achieve something. So yeah. they were all getting, you know, benefiting from like a pizza party, which I remember a pizza party in middle school. Oh, that was, was the like, best. The, yeah, the top of the line thing. It didn't matter what the pizza was. Yeah. It was just the pizza party thing was was cool. 
Yeah. Anytime in school, it's like, you know, there were a few times when it was just like, oh, man, this is the best. When, like, the uh, substitute teacher rolls in that big uh, TV cart, the old tube <laughs> yes. TV with the VCR, the DVD player. Okay, kids, here we're just, you know, we're watching Last of the Mohicans or something until <laughs> the end of the period. Like, yes. And the old school uh, pizza party, man. That was, a, that was another one. But that was awesome. And when, and when I went to go ahead and complete the order... He upped the tip by eight bucks. I'm like, okay. Yeah, very good. Because I thought for for sure, like, a lot of people order through for Little Caesars and don't realize they're ordering through DoorDash. Because that's the only way they deliver. Oh, see, I didn't know that either. And say for, like, Rapid Fire Pizza, Mm -hmm. they don't deliver either. They deliver through DoorDash. Okay. So, and even, there's been even times for, like, Chipotle, where we'll get an order and it'll say... I'd have, I have no idea what the order is because it was requested per the company. Dude, um, Christina, my wife, she's actually uh, tried her hand at some door dashing here in the last couple of weeks, uh, followed your lead. <laughs> she's been texting <laughs> you and bugging you about advice and how to go about it. But uh, she's actually had to pick up pizzas from Pizza Hut and because deli- yeah. they had like a delivery driver. Either they were like backed up real bad or they called out that day. So they relied on DoorDash to... Help cover I, it. I always feel like crap when I'm going to go pick up from an established place that I know has d- d- drivers, just like yeah. uh, Papa John's. I've done Papa John's, but there's a like a little one called I don't remember. I don't remember if you know. Remember Cousin Vinny's? Mm. It was like a cheaper pizza. I remember the movie, not the pizza. <laughs> but I walked in there. I was picking up an order. I even talked to him. I said, "Dude, I felt like trash taking this order." And it's like, am I taking like tips out of your driver's hands? Yeah. And he flat out said no. I said, right now, we're not, we normally aren't, aren't open at this time because, you know, they're not busy. But because of the pandemic, they opened earlier so they can get the, the lunch rush too. Okay. And they don't have any drivers between the cer- certain hours. Gotcha. I was like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit, a little bit better. So I'm not taking money, money from, you know, the guys that are making, you know, $3 an hour and exactly. rely on tips. Right. But, uh, I mean, and it comes down to like a lot of places will request them. So if they request it, it is what it is. But uh, it was it was crazy. It was, it was fun. Well, yeah, you threw me completely off from when you said uh, Christina was actually doing it. How is she doing, by the way? Is she enjoying it? Is it something that... Uh... Yeah, so far, she had... Um, one of the first times she went out, she had an issue to where there was a tough time finding the actual address because it was like a big apartment complex. Oh, yep. And uh, how to get into it was a little hard to read. So she ended up, like, carrying the food up, like, flights of steps to get to this one apartment building and then kind of left it at the door. And as she was leaving, she realized she let, was leaving it at the wrong door. So she went all the way down, then went all the way back up to hopefully collect this food. And luckily, it you know, the people that lived at this wrong apartment didn't pick up the food. So it's still sitting outside their door. She grabs it, goes all the way down, finds the correct apartment building, then goes all the way back up. To the correct one, and uh, it was like four flights of steps or something. So she she had a tough time that first day, you know, for like a three dollar tip or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, some of the apartment complexes are rough, but she'll get to know areas like they're ordering them in that area. Yeah, just like I do here. Like I I delivered to the same house probably a dozen times. She was so tempted to go out this weekend during the Super Bowl too because they had kind of like prime. Uh, they did here. I would have. I would have told her not to if she was thinking about it, mm-hmm. because Janessa was picking up our order that we ordered the day before on Saturday for B Dubs. Okay. 
And she went to get it. And there was one guy waiting already. And he left while she was waiting still. Two more guys came in waiting for their food. Holidays are a nightmare. And I personally don't do it. The reason they put the extra money tips on there yeah. with the bonuses is because they know people like me are like, we've experienced it. <laughs> we're, we're not doing it again. Right. I mean, you may make more on your delivery, but you're taking less deliveries. Yeah, fair And you're enough. waiting longer. So they're trying to go ahead and counter that weight with extra, they're paying you more on your, their base pay. And it doesn't always equal out. Because the anxiety, for one, I have high anxiety when I'm waiting in a restaurant for a long period of time. Right, I do too. Because it's like, it's just not a good situation. It's like you're disappointing, like you feel your tip going away, you're disappointed in the, the receiver of the food, and you're like, that's money you could be making elsewhere. In this case here, time is money. Yeah. They always tell you that, but when you're doing DoorDash or any type of delivery, time is Absolutely money. So I, I, I've avoided, I think uh, Cinco de Mayo, I did. And I'll never run another holiday. It just, <laughs> it, I just, they can pay you an extra $20 an hour. Right. And I'll be like, you know what? There's a reason they're doing that. If you see through that extra money they're giving you, you'll realize what's going on. And yeah. I've, I've kind of smartened to the game a little bit because I've been, I've been doing it since April. Yeah. I've got, I got oh, well over a thousand deliveries now. Now to some people, that's not much, but I mean, that's, I didn't think I was going to hit that mark at all. And that's a, a lot, lot really. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christina also uh, tried it, her hand at Instacart. I don't know if you've heard this, but essentially it's kind of like DoorDash. But instead of picking up food from restaurants, you go to grocery shopping. Go, for go people, shopping. Basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate shopping for myself. I am not doing it for anybody else. <laughs> She has not had the greatest luck with that either so far because she had to end. She ended up, you know, uh, it took her time because, you know, you go to Kroger or something. Sometimes it's a madhouse in there. And, you know, to try to find things, especially if you're not as familiar with that particular Kroger and you're going through different aisles. Oh, I think it's here. Oh, maybe it's not in this aisle. You know, like you said, that's a pain in the butt when you have to go for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she, she ended up spending like an, a, an hour and a half just between the time where she, you know, clicked on the order when she was waiting around in a parking lot and, and accepted it to the time where she was actually, you know, delivering the food. It was like an hour and a half. And I think she only got like seven or eight bucks out of it. Oh, no. Uh, so it's like, you know, completely not worth the time. And uh, I don't know. She's going to she's she's trying these things out and seeing which ones are going to wind up being better for her. Stick with DoorDash. Yeah. She'll get she'll get better with it. She'll she'll figure out the game. Pay attention to like to the mileage mm-hmm. and what the order's paying you and where it takes you. Yeah, because if it takes you out of your area, you can't get another order until you come back in the area. Exactly. Yeah. If you if it keeps you in your area, you can drop it off and you may pick up another order immediately. Yep. So there's a lot there's a lot of things that I learned while I was going just because. Well, I had absolutely nobody to help me with it. It was just kind of I was learning on the fly. Yep. And you know how sociable I am. Yeah. So when there's other DoorDashers there, I'll start talking. Sure. And while we're waiting, <laughs> I, I'm I'm feeding off of like how long they've been doing it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what knowledge they've picked up and what I can pick up, and I I, I learn like that. So I mean that that's just kind of me. Now I know Christina's not like that. She won't just stand <laughs> no. next to somebody and just start talking to them. Yeah, she's like in and out, man, in and out, on to the next. Like, what yeah. do I need to do? Yeah, as, as but, much as she can, but. Uh, she's yeah, she's had fun so far. Yeah, tell her to stick with it. it it's nice. It's good. You'll, you'll learn which restaurants are slow, which ones you want to avoid. Yeah, uh, just for that reason. Which ones are which ones pay well? 
where to stage yourself. Lord, now I'll be getting uh, door dashing stories from her at home and from you on the podcast, man. I'll just be paraded with door dashing stories. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, but that that twenty pizzas, dude. I'm never gonna forget twenty pizzas at five bucks a pop. So he paid a hundred bucks for pizza. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, he said it. You know, I can't beat that. So I was like, I mean, you can't. No. I even told him, said, man, I, I took a picture of this in my in my car. I, I, you know, I'm gonna have to share this. <laughs> 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 oh, but th- that was actually really fun. Once every harvest moon, a talk show comes along that is so groundbreaking, raising the bar to such heights that other podcasts step back and say, wow, that show's got it figured out. With a host tempered in focus, commitment, and sheer will, this is The Derek Duvall Show. Pop culture, news, and interviews with fascinating people that channel the great Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite. The Derek Duvall Show. Find him on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show and find his new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podchaser. The Derek Duvall Show. The best thing to happen to hump days since the Geico Camel. What, what? Hey guys, this is John. And I'm Frank from The Basement Surge. You may have heard of us. We started off slow in season one. COVID tried to stop us in season two, but Frank's too stubborn for that. And now we're back in season three, doing what we do best. Coming to you from the basement in Brooklyn, New York, we're a general discussion comedy podcast that talks about anything and everything. Video games, movies, growing up in New York City, and being a dad, to name a few. We also do a live show every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, all over social media, and run a YouTube channel, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And ring that bell. We put out some great content on YouTube, like our Let's Play series, where we play a specific game every week. The podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. You can reach all of our links at streamerlinks.com slash basement surge. Come listen to us and feel the surge. Let's go. Turn up the volume. The volume. And now, from Brooklyn, New York, this is The Basement Surge with John and Frank. But uh, was there, has there been any news, like, uh, movie-wise or anything lately? Um, well, I, I kind of, you know, blink and you miss it. I, this is not something that's really been on my radar, and sometimes it is. Uh, award season is starting up. We're in a brand new year. You know, it all leads up to the Oscars, uh, late February into to March, typically, is a time frame when the Oscars show up. But, you know, 2020 was not a uh, year memorable for the amount of movies that came out, honestly. A lot of stuff was put on hiatus. A lot of stuff was delayed. But we're still having an award season somehow, the Golden Globes leading up to the Oscars. And, and just this past week, they actually announced a bunch of the nominees for the Golden Globe Awards. Yeah, and looking through some of them here, some of them actually have direct correlation to what we've talked about. So I figure, you know, oh, yeah. let's just talk about a few of them here, see, if, uh, see what, you know, jumps out of us. But just looking at it first, without even talking about who's been nominated, to me, it's very telling. Even with, like, the movies, it's Apple TV, it's Netflix, it's HBO Max, it's Hulu, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I mean, yeah. we're seeing all the, we're not seeing many of the, like, the named, like, Universal. Yeah, where's, uh, where's ABC? Where's CBS <laughs> or Fox? Where, where's where's yeah. any of those? I mean, like I said, Universal has a, a movie, the the, the Croods, a New Age, was uh, nominated for Best Motion Picture for Animated. 
But I mean, that's really the only like big. I don't see any network TV on this list, and I barely see any cable networks. It is mostly streaming, str- and I don't know how telling that is. I really don't. Yeah. It's I don't know if it is just a product of the situation we're in. But and think about it though; these had to been produced, these had to have been recorded. Yeah. So the exact same thing, you know, our major networks would have done. These ones had to do as well. So they were able to get through it and do it. And they are, I mean, they're being, you know, nominated and being recognized for it. No, I think this is telling, dude. I think this is, I mean, streaming channels are the way to go when you have a property now. Like, I feel like, you know, Apple TV, Prime, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, they're like the new networks. They're the new NBC, ABC, CBS. Like, they're the new standards now. Well, I mean, the networks are are killing themselves. Because look at CBS. You have all these, the exact same type of crime shows. You have your CISs. You have your NCISs. You have your, you have all all of those. And then you go to Fox and you have like... uh, like Fire Chicago and Police Chicago. And I mean, it's the exact same show over and over and over again. Exactly. So it's, or crime dramas. It's, and it's not like a new crime drama. It's a rinse and repeat from a show that was 10 years ago. Yeah, it's boilerplate stuff, dude. They recycle the same plot lines with the same character types. They don't take a lot of chances because, you know, they're, they, they're in the business of making money. Um, so what they do, they typically take a, a used concept and they produce it with the lowest amount of, you know, that's why TV got a bad name for so long. Like, oh, it looks like a TV show. Like that used to be, um, you know, an insult. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this looks like it was made for TV because basically, you know, it was like the lowest common denominator. You you have a tiny budget to go ahead and try to make this schlock on TV just to fill up a time slot. Meanwhile, these, you know, these giants, these streaming services, they're growing and growing and just, I mean, you think of Netflix, all they do is throw money at mm-hmm. stuff, just like lob and left and right. Um, and it started with like these, this prestige networks like HBO, you know, millions of dollars per episode for Game of Thrones. Yeah. And these are, these are movie quality series and events. Like when you throw on Ozark on uh, Netflix, when you're throwing on Mandalorian, you are getting high-quality 4K HDR experiences, man, and you get immersed. So it does not shock me in the least that this is what it's come down and to. I really think HBO was in the forefront of this. Even though they're catching a lot of flack yeah. now, you know, with HBO Max and everything with Warner Brothers, yeah. they were ahead of this uh, a while back when they were doing, yeah. when it comes to the content. Because like you said, there, there was, you know, you know, Game of Thrones is one. They were. They also yeah, even all the way back in the early, you know, late nineties, early two thousands with stuff like the Sopranos. Sopranos. That, that's mean, what was trying to come to mind, but I couldn't get it to come to mind. Sopranos and and Dead Like Me and Six Feet Under, just this stuff that got people talking. Yeah, like it got them hooked. It got people talking. That's what people were talking about at the water cooler the next day with stuff on HBO. And eventually, um, other channels got into it, like AMC with Breaking Bad and some of the other mm-hmm. successes that they've had. Walking, Walking Dead, Dead, of yeah. course. Um, you know, it just goes to show, like, the more that you, the more effort that you put into your television show with some good writing, good character development, you know, great acting, you know, the more that you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And to the point now where we're, it's almost like we've merged here where it's literally movie quality, like Disney, like Disney Plus showing the trailer we just saw this weekend, the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. That action and the way that shot looks 
like it should be up on the big yeah, screen, the, yeah, man. There's no that's difference. Absolutely, movie quality, and that's where we that's where we that's where we are now. So I mean, you yeah. look at it, and it's like, okay, I'm not missing anything. I mean, I'm not missing the budget. I'm not missing you know everything that puts into. It. I know these characters. And it's not an Agents of Shield type show where you can exactly. It, it, it's clearly <laughs> something that is produced that could. If they put this all together, they, if they mesh this together and edit it down, the six-hour show into a three-hour movie, it could easily be something that was on you know the big screen. Oh, for sure, no doubt. But uh, let, let's look at this here. So, best TV series. Now, this is one we've we've talked about. Uh, oh, Ted Lasso. Was nominated, you know, favorite here at Dad and Rock. Oh, I, I love it. I may even watch it for a third time. I'll put it that way. I love that <laughs> friend of the show, Jason Sudeikis. I love it. <laughs> uh, have you heard of Emily in Paris by any chance? I've seen it on Netflix. I've I've sort of you know glanced at uh, you know Netflix will like to spotlight some of their shows, and I've heard people talk about it, but I've never watched an episode. Janessa loves it. Oh, and, okay. It, and it just kind of dawned on me though, it almost has a devil's wear, devil wears Prada type feel to it. Oh, okay. It's an American girl that goes over to uh, the Paris, <laughs> and okay. she gets a job within the fashion industry. And then she has her her boss, who is basically a shit boss to work for. Him. I see. So, and then she does you know, all the all things you know happen, dudes, the whole deal. Janessa mm-hmm. basically watched it when we were back here doing our thing, right? But uh, I mean, then there's a flight attendant, which I I, I kind of want to watch. But I, I still heard a lot of great that. things. HBO Max, isn't it uh, Haley? What's her name? Haley Kuko or something? Yeah. from Big Bang. From Big Bang, yeah. Uh, then the, the next one I had never heard of the the Great on Hulu. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. And then I've heard of Shit's Creek, but I've never watched it. Christina and I are huge fans of Shit's Creek. Big fans. We love this show. So are you like, up Shit's Creek? I am up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Leave me there because <laughs> I love it. it. It's that good. Oh, it's it's really good because it's one of the almost like a Ted Lasso where it's got a lot of heart to it. I mean, there's comedy, but the comedy is kind of subdued. It's not like wacky, zany sitcom kind of comedy, even though I guess cl- technically it's classified as a sitcom. Um, but it's got uh, Dan Levy, who is, he basically created the show. He is the son, the real life son of uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy was the guy who played the dad on uh the American dad Pie. on the American Pie movies, yeah. right? And he's been doing comedies, you know, SCTV. He did stuff with John Candy, Rick yeah, Moranis. He's done a lot. You, you, you look up his uh, IMDb and he's just going to go for days. Oh, yeah. Just like been working for years. And he's typically uh, joined with uh, Maureen O'Hara, who was the mom on Home Alone. And uh, she was in that SCTV for a long time. And she has a crazy career, too. She was like the mom in Beetlejuice, too, and all kinds of things. Um, but she's in the show, so she plays the mom, um, he plays the dad, and Dan Levy, his real-life son, plays his son, and they have a, a daughter as well. So they're basically a, a four-person rich family who loses all their riches. You know, there's some sort of tax scandal or something, and they lose. They It's a it's a riches-to-rags story, basically, right? Um, so it turns out the, the last asset that they own is this small town in the middle of nowhere. You never even real, you know, get to learn where this rural small town is located, but it's called Shit's Creek. And they own this town. They just bought it on a lark one day. They were just happened to be passing by, and they were so rich that they just they literally own the town. <laughs> and then uh, it's the the place that the only it's the only place that they had left after they lost everything. So they come kind of crawling to this town. They end up like living in the in a motel on the side of the road, and they start you know. And that's a great premise for like a movie. 
Like, that sounds like it would be kind of like a funny premise for a movie. Um, but the more that they live there and interact with the people there, the more they learn about the, the folks that are there and kind of stop judging them by by the fact that they're rural people and so different from them. It's a very it's a very touching show. Uh, Dan Levy, he plays a, a gay character, which there's a gay marriage and there's a lot of uh, just accepting. You can imagine there was, you know, some acceptance in a small town. So it, it touches on a lot of different, um, like, heartfelt aspects, but it never loses its comedy because it's, it's just got comedy ingrained with it with just the cast that's in it. So it's definitely worth checking out. I think they had six full seasons, and the final one was this past year. So that may be why I got the nod from the Golden Globes. Oh, wow. I, I never even heard of it until recently. Yeah. So it, it's basically, it's on its final season then. Yeah, it's already, it's done. Where, where are you watching it at? Uh, it's on Netflix, but originally it was on a channel here in the States called Pop TV, but it's uh, it's created in Canada on uh, CBC up there in Canada, which I guess is like their ABC. Okay. I, I may have to check it out. I mean, it, we're, we're so thin things to watch. I don't know. Uh, Disney Plus is kind of helping us with those things right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to ramp up the content, which is a good thing. But I think we're pulling hard for uh, old Mr. Ted Lasso. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we got to give Ted Lasso. I love Shit's Creek. I think they had their their day. They had their uh, their noms. I think uh, Ted Lasso is definitely deserving. I just find it funny that a show that I really enjoy, that we really enjoy, is up against my wife's show that she really enjoys. <laughs> 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 then we have here. Let's go ahead into best actor in a motion picture. So we have uh, Riz Am- Ahmad from The Sound Riz of Ahmed, Metal. Yeah. Then we have the, the the late great Chadwick Boseman from uh, yep. Matt Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gray Oldman, the, Gary uh, Oldman, Gary. Yeah, wow, Gray, <laughs> Gray old man. Gray. <laughs> Is and, that Gary Oldman or Gray old man? <laughs> <laughs> and then what's that? Tahar Rahim from uh, the Mount. I'm not even going to bother with the name More of that. More Tane- I, I have no idea. Yeah, I have that's, no idea. Uh, I'm not seeing any of these. Sound of Metal, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Father, Mank, or The Mauritanian. I have yeah. no idea. I think we're both on the – and this is terrible. because This is why I don't think – I don't like a lot of these actual award ceremonies or award shows. Because everyone in this category knows they lost, but they lost. Right. I mean, Chadwick Boseman is going to be given this award because of the tragedy that, that, you know, that took him. Yeah, normally in these award shows they they kind of use the platform as a way to honor somebody who was recently passed, which you know it, it is what it is. It's it's a sad thing that we lost him, uh, and he'd be getting an award uh, posthumously. But um, I'm you know I haven't seen any of these. It's not like Anthony Hopkins needs another award. Yeah, right. So if you know if his family gets some sort of an honor or something and gets to be up on stage and accept an award for him, that would be a nice thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I can I can agree with that. Let's just move on here. Best TV series drama. Drama is what caught me on this one here, but and you'll know why here in a minute. Uh, did <laughs> did do you or Christina watch The Crown? No, I know it's a phenomenon though. I know it's a really popular show. This is another one Janessa binge watches. Like literally it came out on a Friday. Yeah. She watched them all by Saturday evening. Wow. This is one she sits down and she'll just she even warned me. She's like, when this new one comes out, that's my TV. I don't want to I don't want to be bothered. I'm watching the show. I'm like, okay. That's uh, good because it then it gives you free reign to do the same thing when a show you like comes on. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let me see. So that's Netflix. Love, uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, I have never seen that one. Dude, either. this is one I wanted to check out so bad on HBO Max. And I think it was just the timing of it all. Um, but this is one that I will be watching here soon. I heard nothing good, but good things about it. Okay. Then we have uh, The Mandalorian from Disney+. Plus. Never heard of it. Uh, you know, this, this is the way. but that's i mean that's surprising the mandalorian i don't find that drama i wouldn't find it under the drama thing no but that's the weird thing about the golden globes is that they have a lot of things that are mismatched into things because they i remember the martian you know the movie with matt damon yeah that was um nominated for best comedy that year yeah comedy Exactly. It's because they have these weird um, breakups between comedy and drama, and uh, that's just the way things folded out that particular year. It was very strange. But yeah, I'm, I agree. I mean, but The Mandalorian's kind of its own thing. It's not really a comedy either. It's not a drama. It's an action-adventure, you know, swashbuckling. Yeah. Star- it's Star Wars, damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's telling that they nominated it. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's got to be something huge. So it's the first like real Star Wars movie or anything that's really been nominated for anything since I couldn't tell you the last one was nominated. Were any of the new three three new ones nominated for anything? Not for anything outside of special effects or sound design or anything. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's 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 big to get you know more eyes back. You know, people that are watching Lovecraft Country aren't watching Star Wars. I don't know. I I watch both, but yeah, I I get your point. You it's know, it's. It's kind of strange to see that up there with all these other acclaimed shows like The Crown and and we'll talk about it, like Ozark, Ozark and stuff. But yeah, uh, but yeah I, I mean it's fitted good. Hey, good for Bando. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean Ratchet's on there as well. I I don't know. I haven't seen Ratchet. It's a terrible. Half these shows I haven't seen, but we're going to talk about them. But Ozarks <laughs> with Jason Bateman on Netflix, another one that has I think maybe they're like four seasons in. And when I first saw it, I thought it was just like kind of a Breaking Bad ripoff. About this guy who's kind of hiding out in this um, up north um, and stars Jason Bateman. But apparently it was well received enough to have like and, you know, that's good for Netflix because Netflix will, you know, have a show on for maybe one or two seasons and give it the chop. Yeah, I warned Janessa said, don't get connected to you know, Emily in Paris. They give them about three seasons. If they do well. They don't reno- renegotiate contracts. They just chop the show. Yeah, they're like the new Fox, man. They don't uh, they don't play around. But this one's here. This, this category is interesting. There are three of the five are Netflix shows. The Crown, Ozarks, and Ratchet are all Netflix. I take it for what it is. It, I mean, I, I watch some Netflix. I'm, I'm guilty for not turning Netflix on. That's probably one of the last ones I go to. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got to be pushing out material. Like, Janessa, like I said, watches The Crown. Uh, I mean, I'm the other one. We both talked about Lovecraft. Uh, Lovecraft Country and Ozarks. I mean, you were able to speak about. So I mean, it just knows they're they're putting out more and more you know material that's you know, worth watching rather than them just dumping money into you know stuff and and not working out. That's the crazy thing about Netflix. Like, there are only a handful of shows that I are like destination shows for me. Like the new season of Stranger Things is coming. Like I'm there, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? The when The Witcher comes back, I'm there. Yes. So I have a few. Where it's like, okay, well, that's that's just a show I'm definitely coming back to on Netflix. Otherwise, a lot of the time, I'm just kind of scrolling through. But I know that's not – I'm kind of in the minority there. I know that Netflix is like the service for a ton of people out there. A lot of people, that's all they have and pay for. They don't have yeah. cable. They don't even – they may borrow their mom's Hulu or something. But like Netflix is their one and only source of content. 
And um, it, it kind of speaks to the fact that I don't, you know, I've never watched The Crown. I've never watched Ozark. Um, but I am totally aware of what they are and, and have heard the buzz around them, you know, yeah. even though I've never watched an episode. We didn't really talk about it, but I got Zach a TV for his birthday. And I mounted it on the wall for him and everything. And I downloaded all the information onto his uh, his uh, Roku TV. Yeah. And we put on the, the Netflix and I signed into it. And on the bottom of it, it gave me an option just to click and it was going to play something. Oh, like, yeah. So, I saw that. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, and it... And it's, it's specific to the profile. Right. So if Zach's watching a bunch on his profile, it's going to pick shows that he's already used to watching. I got sucked into that this past weekend, Saturday. Um, I just happened to throw on Netflix as a lark, just trying to find something to watch. I hit the random play something under my profile name, and it brought up this documentary about the uh, Night Stalker serial killer in Los Angeles in the 1980s. It was like three hour long episodes, but I damn if I didn't watch all three of them back to back to back because it was so well done. And that's always been my biggest thing. I'll surf through Netflix and I won't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> if they give me something or they give me like say you can skip it and go to the next one. If they give me something and you're like, eh, I'll give it a shot rather than surfing through like channels on a, a cable box. Right. So I'm curious. I haven't I haven't checked to see if it's like that on the Apple TV. But I'm assuming it, it's got to be close. I mean, I don't think the app would be too much different. No, I think it's typically pretty universal. But, yeah, I mean, that's smart. It, they got me this weekend. Who knows however? I'm sure that's worked more than once for all the people out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would probably do it because I'm, I'm, I'm probably days from dropping my cable service. Yeah. And trying out another streaming service and everything. And then we have Netflix. So, I mean, my wife already goes to it all the time. I would, I would not be shocked if she finds another show but just by that process. Yep. But uh, yeah, Netflix is on top of something. We, I, I personally have been proven wrong. I thought Netflix was gonna hurt. I thought they were There's... not. They were gonna lose a little bit of grip on their streaming. You know, in the streaming wars. Yeah, dude, they doubled down and and they're like they're coming they're back still swinging. The king. Yeah, they're still the king, baby. No, no one's touched them. Disney, Disney's close, but Disney's not even now that Disney's putting out consistent, you know, content. They may be throwing some haymakers at them, but they're not going anywhere. No, and it's like that's the environment now. Like, you know, we talked about a little bit about the Super Bowl. How many, you know, spots for Paramount Plus have we seen? How CBS All Access is turning into Paramount Plus. Mm. And all I hear, anytime a new uh, streaming service is announced, people kind of roll their eyes. Like, oh, God, like another one. You know what I mean? But they're not getting rid of their Netflix. Like, no. nobody's canceling Netflix so they can get Paramount Plus. <laughs> Netflix is <laughs> going know? nowhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Paramount Plus may be, it, it, it may be here for a while. The way they're setting it up, live sports on it, all this other stuff, all the back. It, it's going to come down to a point where which ones do you want? Where are your shows? Right. And what are you willing to pay for? And that's what it, that, that's where you got to start doing a little bit of jungling. But uh, let's move. Uh, let's move along here. Keep it moving. Keep on moving. Best performance by an actor in a TV series. I mean, our boy Jason Sudeikis is in this. We don't have to say anybody else. <laughs> well, we could just list them. I, I guess. mean, Eugene Levy's there. He is. Yeah, for Shit's Creek. I mentioned him earlier. We got Don Cheadle for a show called Black Monday. Dude, I love Don Cheadle. I do too, man. He Ever is... since the. Um... The Ocean's Eleven movie. That's where I first saw him, and I've loved him ever since. <laughs> uh, any any role he's in, I enjoy. I mean, yeah. there's a movie with him and Adam Sandler, which is not a normal Adam Sandler movie. It's not. Oh, a, Rain Over Me. Yes. Yes. I, I love that movie because it's a completely different 
like side of Adam Sandler. Yeah. And him and Don Cheadle, it's it's a terribly sad movie. Yeah, I've heard that. But it is an amazing movie. It had a song by uh, Eddie Vedder, I think. Yeah, Rain uh, Over from, Me. Yeah, from Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I remember I, that movie. I love the song. I love the movie. I love just seeing that character on how broken he is and how he comes around. And you don't realize how broken he is at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then you see pieces, you know, the, of the puzzle. And the, the, the movie, I don't think the movie got nowhere near as much credit as it should have gotten. And it was, it's Adam Sandler. They don't expect a movie like that out of him. I'm saying he doesn't do enough movies like that, I think, that maybe get the the credit for kind of reaching outside of his box a little more. No, it's like one out of every five, like one out of every 10, he turns on his serious dramatic Adam Sandler and uh, he gets critical acclaim for it. Yeah. <laughs> so he should really do it more often. <laughs> I love Grown Ups, one and two. That's just my stuff. <laughs> well, you know what? Grown Ups is going to make him some money and then, you know, some of the other ones make get him some awards. So Gen- why not? He's, he's doing it right. Yeah, Janessa's like, really? You're watching that again? Said, yeah, I am. And I'm halfway through it already. <laughs> well, speaking of Don Cheadle, he's also Rhodey, War Machine, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I learned today he's going to have a bit of a spot in the upcoming Falcon and Winter Soldier yes, show. Yes, he is. And then, he's gonna, then he has War Machine. So he's going to be in that. He's been actually been uh, quoted saying that all these shows and all the uh, characters' interactions and everything, he's uh, he is very excited for the way, the direction everything's going in. So... Uh, I love it, dude. I mean, look, I, you know, we're watching WandaVision, and I'm excited to follow the adventures of Darcy and Jimmy Woo. Like, who yeah. the heck cares about them? I didn't, but now I do. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, I just love the connection. Now, they're doing it again. They're going to, they're, I'm going to be, in about eight years, Yeah, I'm going to be pissed off again. <laughs> because yeah. I'm going to be wore out again. Right. With all this excitement, and, and, you know, all this ramping up, and Endgame, and all that. It's got me back to the level where I was back when Hulk and Iron Man, where it started. Yeah. In about eight years, I'm going to be just to the point where I'm like, I, really more? But I'm going to be so sucked in. I'm going to want to see where all these freaking 15, 30 shows are going to have by the time. I know, not to not to go on a huge MCU tirade here, but it's like, they've already been going at it for 10 plus years, I can't, and you know, the goal is to just keep on chugging along, it's, it's so crazy that we've never had anything like this, where a franchise has, has started and continuously made movies and now TV shows in a connected universe like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had, all we've had before growing up were movies and sequels to those movies in indistinct franchises, your Star Wars, your Jurassic Parks, your Harry Potter films. Nothing like this where it's just all encompassing. They're creating a whole universe for, for these Marvel films and now the TV shows, and there's no sign of stopping whatsoever. Yeah. So, like I said, I can foresee me being angry in about eight years. But uh, I'm, I'm on the ride until the, the ride stops, probably. Just the fact that you know for sure that eight years from now, they're still going to be cranking out Marvel content. I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. It, 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 I really wonder when John Favreau is going to be like, okay, I want to test something else. Right. That's when the true test is what's going to happen. So when it gets handed off to somebody else, that's when is, is the house going to crumble? Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, Kevin Feige is going to either want to move on or retire. Um, but for right now, I'm just enjoying the product. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I am too. So uh, 
We got that. And then it says... Well, little... Don Cheadle really threw us into a tie. Yeah. <laughs> a tailspin, didn't he? Yeah. Between you know, Marvel and you know, Rain Over Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to round out the uh, best performance by an actor in a TV series list, we've also got Nicholas Holt, uh, who's a good actor. He's actually in the X-Men. He plays Beast in the X- the newer X-Men movies. And uh, Rami Youssef, I believe, is the actor's name in a, in a show called Rami. I'm not aware of that one. Neither am I. So I'll say, uh, let's get out of that one before we wind up back in the Marvel Universe. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best motion picture animated. What's on this list? So we have The Croods, The New Age from Universal Pictures. Mm-hmm. Onward. Yeah, obviously Disney. Sure. Uh, Over the Moon. It's another Netflix. Okay. Oh, Soul. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure about it. Soul from Disney. And Wolf Walkers from Cartoon Salon. I don't know the last one at all. Wolf Walkers, I do not know. No, I'm not sure. So Disney has a. I think I think they got this one. I don't. I, Between Onward and Soul, I think one of those two are going to get it. Definitely not the Crudes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's on there just because of the lack of content this year, I think. But Soul is probably going to get it. I think Soul probably had more of an impact. Onward was a bit of a um, victim of. Um, it was early on in the pandemic. Yeah, or where they just released to VOD early on, and it was uh, gearing up towards a theatrical release that just didn't happen. So I ha- I guess I had to have paid for it, because I knew I watched it, and I, I loved it, and it was a gut punch you know, at the end of the movie, like, you know, all Pixar movies are. <laughs> yeah, I liked Onward, but uh, I don't... I think Soul had more of an impact when it was released. More of a cultural impact to it. Yeah. From you know the whole soul, yeah. the whole the whole movie itself. And I, a lot of people were talking about you know, the barber the barber scene. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of where a lot of people kind of latched on where you know, they were happy that they were getting like representation of like that 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 environment. Yeah. That you don't see very often in movies. Absolutely. And Soul took on Wonder Woman Christmas weekend and Soul won. <laughs> yeah, Soul won. Now I know they, they they keep on going back and trying to, you know, you know, paint did a better picture on how well Wonder Woman did, but there's only you no know, I I can't say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman not so wonderful. This uh Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four not so great. So as a whole, dude, I mean, I actually have some rooting interest in these shows. I mean, a lot of these anymore, I don't have any rooting interest because I don't want. I, I didn't watch a whole yeah. lot. But I mean, between like Ted Lasso and The Mandalorian, and you know, once again, Ted Lasso with Jason Sudeikis, and then both Pixar movies, I have you know, I, I want to see some of these win. Yeah, it's interesting. Just the amount. I, I didn't think we'd get this level of performances and this you know, this kind of list this year because twenty twenty didn't seem like a huge year where a lot came out but they were able to get pull some gems um out of the uh, movies and and tv this year for sure yeah i mean looking back i'm actually impressed because i didn't remember or didn't think that we were going to get that type of content and it came in like spurts yeah and that's why i think it feels like we didn't get much but looks like we got more than we thought (laughs) yep so let's talk about i mean we we've you kind of hinted towards it and that super bowl happened yesterday it sure did and it was the most lackluster Super Bowl, Super Bowl evening, commercials, trailers that I can ever remember. Yeah, I think I put on Facebook, this was definitely the Super Bowl for the 2020 season because I didn't like any of the commercials. I didn't think any of the trailers were big or there wasn't even a ton of them. And then just the game itself was boring. When when they comes out and says the best commercial of the evening was a State Farm commercial, <laughs> you know there's issues. Yeah. 
They were trying. I mean, I mean, some of them were trying. I saw John Cena at some point hawking that uh, watermelon Mountain Dew, but none of them really stuck, man. None of them were very clever. Did you hear about the really bad one? No. I uh, I actually was just kind of scrolling. It happened while we were doing our reaction to uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, there was one for some type of like law firm or something, mm-hmm. and they were laughing at sexual harassment. What the heck? Yeah, about whipping out like her his opinion and his, his opinion is bigger than hers, or she loves seeing his opinion. And oh, dude, you got to Google it. It was for a it, law firm. It was. I think it was. Don't quote me on the law firm. Okay, but it was something, and it was. It, I watched. It, I was like, oh man, that is. I'll have to terrible. check this out. I'll have to check it out. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, how how did they get the okay to even run that commercial? They paid a lot of money for some bad publicity. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And I mean, we missed it, or we I would have mentioned it immediately. But uh, it happened during you know the halftime show of the weekend, which I heard people couldn't even hear them. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good and bad. I, I checked uh, social media after the fact, and some people were like, oh, man, that was weird, but really great. And other people were like, oh, that was just weird. <laughs> Well, then I was like, I see, it's funny, like, family members, like, someone said, that was the worst halftime show I've ever seen. And the funny thing was, she's like, 60? <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to see Elton John, come on, exactly. or Paul McCartney. I know, it's, you know, I think people say that every year. I hear that every year about the halftime show. I think people just don't really care about the halftime show. I, I they, think it's something they got to get rid of. Just get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, there's... Because half the time I heard that the actual artists pay for that spot. So it's not something the Super NFL is just giving. Right. So it's they're paying for you know the publicity of running that spot. And it's just not – most people are getting up, leaving, beer runs, getting food, socializing yeah. at that point. I think doing what we did is new yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the internet world. But, uh, I mean, I was very underwhelmed. I was like I was purposely sitting in the seat and getting up during the game to wait for the commercials. And no commercial came. And the Chiefs did just did not look like themselves. I mean, Mahomes was like running backward. Every time the ball snapped, he was just running away. He couldn't. I mean, they were doing nothing for him. They were not protecting him. He was just running all over the place. He was running for his life. I think they said he ran 400 yards. Oh, my God. In the opposite in direction. <laughs> yeah. And meaning I expected more out of Andy Reid. I know he had some personal tragedy. His son had a car accident earlier in the week. I don't know if that kind of took him out of the... Uh, his typical headspace there, but I mean, you can't sleep on, you can't sleep on Tom Brady. You just can't do it. And nope. I've resisted saying goat with Tom Brady for a long time. Cause I still think, you know, he has a lot of talent and protection around him at, you know, I was telling John, I, I, uh, in a comment on Facebook, John for the basement surge, I'm like, there's no way a 43 year old quarterback should look that pretty and not have some like knee injury. You know what I mean? Like, he he's been too well protected for his entire career. That's what's going to take, honestly. He's going to play until he gets injured. Yeah, until he gets something big that uh, hurts him. I mean, he's going to play till that point. I mean, his arm's still there. We haven't seen his arm go away. Right. We've seen his. We've seen Breeze's arm, Roethlisberger's arm, Rivers' arm. We're seeing all these these quarterbacks. I mean, even Manning, his arm went away. Right. So we're seeing all these older quarterbacks' arms go away, and I mean. Brady is never athletic. He's never going to run around on you. Right. But he was like a Marino. He'll step up in the pocket. He'll make you miss. But he can still throw it 50, 60 yards down the field. Yeah. 
And he's a draw, man. I mean, when he moved to Tampa Bay, how many of these other talented players were like, oh, I got to get a piece of that action. I want to go play with Brady. Well, they were joking that they're calling him like the executive of the year as well because they brought in Gronk. They brought in Fournette. All these players that weren't there. Yeah. And, you you know, let's not sleep on Bruce Arians either. The guy's a terrific coach. They they just showed up, man. I, I could tell just looking at Kansas City, even before halftime, they looked like they were out of it. I, I felt like they were going to the well too many times. Yeah. They went to the well to come back on many games. And this one here, they just weren't, weren't able to you know flip that switch, which everyone said they could do. Yeah. And, and chalking, that, I mean, there were some penalties that were like questionable, but there was also a lot of penalties that were just like over some dumb were, stuff. Were legit. Yeah. yeah just I mean, like pass interference one that you got rid of an interception. I was kind of like, yo, I don't know if I, that's kind of rough. Right. Um, but the one where you're like talking smack after the play's done and you're like tapping the op- opposing player's helmet and stuff like that's just, you're in the Super Bowl, dude. Control yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just lost it. They're, they weren't, they weren't used to getting taken to the woodshed yeah they were used to be the ones taking people to the woodshed yep actually i think i seen a, a meme on uh, like facebook with Mahomes' hands on his head head yeah and it said oh the point when you realize you're not going to get any of the calls when the guy <laughs> on the other side of the field is when he's going to get them all <laughs> right <laughs> it's bad it was just it was just not fun to watch you know it I was hoping for more of a uh, all in out, you know, drag out fight between this new talent who's, you know, Mahomes a super talented kid, man, and he's young, he's got a huge career still ahead of him. Um and he's already but, done a ton. But uh, throw the brakes on the Hall of Famer right now stock. I don't yeah, want to hear that. Yeah. But uh I was, you know, looking forward to that, you know, the new kid versus the living legend kind of deal. Um, but it just was not that fun. We got the legend and the new kid on the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that, I mean, that, I mean, the Super Bowl sucked. Let's just say what it is. Everything <laughs> around it, the whole evening. Uh, oh, real quick, before we move on here, we I kind of hinted that we got B-dubs uh, for the Super Bowl. It's, it's almost becoming a running joke in our house that I won't go pick it up. Because if I pick it up, I'm probably going to get a restraining order. Yeah. Because it's gone that badly for us. And this is probably the last year we're doing B-dubs for the Super Bowl. We placed the order on Saturday. We went to pick it up, and it wasn't there. And actually, it wasn't even started yet. Oh, boy. But Janessa went up there and just kind of asked, you know, I'm just checking on her order because she got there. Right. And the girl, I think, behind the the cash register was like, I don't even want to deal with it. (laughs) So she went to the back. Her manager came out, apparently, which Janessa was telling me. And before Janessa could say anything else, the dude just dropped $20 credit on her. Oh, boy. And literally, it was only about 15 more minutes before the food was done. She's like, I didn't say really anything. I didn't even get a chance really to, to, to ask what was going on. Right. Because they, were, they weren't letting people wait in the store. They were making them wait out in the lobby. Oh, that's so it's kind of like in a strip mall. Yeah. So they were making like DoorDashers and everything. They've been making this DoorDasher do that for a while now. Yeah. So instead of even having any type of like any question, dude's like, here, here's 20 bucks. Go away. <laughs> well, I'll take it. Yeah. And I mean that puts our our credit at this door, at, at B-dubs for Super Bowl at $95. Holy crap. It was like, okay, we're we're done. Even we've tried being responsible and ordering it in advance and not ordering same day, and then not being the ones that get angry because I ordered it at, you know, at three and I said I wanted it at five thirty and it's not ready yet. Type things. Yeah, I hate stuff like that, man. So, but I mean so you're used like, to when it's a tradition, you're used to what you're used to. 
But at the same time, and and you're always like, well, maybe this time it won't be so bad. And then they never just, you know, they always disappoint. (laughs) We've even changed the B-dubs. Wow. We have two B-dubs within like about the same distance of driving. So we changed the one we were going to just to see if it fixes the problem. And they, they, they overbook their orders and it just sucks. But, uh. Yeah, we have uh, we have we have lunch on them coming up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hopefully they get that order right. Yeah, right. But you know what? I think it's a good time to jump in that car and just let's just cruise right into the cheesy. What do you say? Let's let's get some laughing. Let's get some groaning. Let's get some crickets. Let's get let's get let's get something. Let's cruise. I'll go first. Go for it. Where do college-aged vampires like to shop? No idea. Forever Twenty One. <laughs> No, shut up. Uh, you laughed. laughed. I you did. Laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it kind of made me giggle a little bit. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So, how does a dog stop a movie? How does a dog stop a movie? How? She presses pause. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was my goal. I wanted a, I wanted that reaction out of you. You actually got a laugh out of me. I don't think you were expecting. Nope. No, because that was, was a bad joke. <laughs> it was a well, it was a, it was a dad joke. It, something it I can was. Tell, tell Zach, be like, ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Chris mentioned a little earlier. If you haven't checked it out already on our YouTube page, we did a brand new video this week where Chris and I reviewed the new trailer that aired during the Super Bowl for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's going to be an exciting new show that we'll definitely um, review, have an after show for weekly after WandaVision is all wrapped up. Speaking of that, be sure to check out our WandaVision after show each and every Friday night at 10 p.m. live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And uh, check out dadandrock.com. You're going to find past episodes. You're going to find links to our T Public page with all our Dad and Rock merchandise mugs, hoodies, t shirts, throw pillows, anything you want on there. And uh, beyond that. And so, you know, check out last week's episode. It was a, it was a, a crossover event between Dad and Rock Podcast and High Voltage. We had Trish and Kyle from the My Drunken Movie Theater come over and uh, sit with us, talk, just have a good old time. That was a great episode. Uh, you can actually listen to it if you want to, if that's kind of your preferred method, or we actually have the video where you can see our mugs and you can actually see them too. So, uh, it was a first for them. I think they handled themselves pretty well. <laughs> they did. And, uh, <laughs> it was a gamers. lot of, it was a lot of fun last week. Yeah. Talking to them. It was the first time we've had guests on, uh, dad and a rock. So, uh, and it, first time, definitely not the last time. Yeah. We have, uh, we plan on doing all the high voltage shows with as many guests as we have. So we have one planned up for next month already. So when we get closer, we'll go ahead and, uh, get the details out, but I hope you guys enjoy that because it was a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to talking to all these other, uh, these podcasters and, you know, build this community that we're, uh, we're a part of now. For sure. Well, you know what guys, thanks for joining us this week. It's been a blast and uh, make sure you tune in next week so we can go ahead and cruise into the cheesy again together. See ya. Ooh, David. Ooh, David.